Hi, welcome back to the second episode of Inspired Action Life Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Baldridge, and I am going to name this second episode, Life is Not a Spectator Sport. So I thought that I would just pick up where I left off from my first podcast in which I was telling you that I had an event that led me to what I would call basically my awakening um, of this second part of my life or second act where I realized, hey, I have no idea who I am anymore and what I like and what actually makes me feel happy and most importantly, what makes me feel alive and just ready to just attack life and enjoy it at a much higher level than what I had been. So as I had mentioned before, I loved being mom. I loved being a stay-home mom who did contract work and kind of used that as my creative outlet and really just enjoyed that. However, there was secretly, and I mean really kind of way back there was where I wasn't even aware that I had an unrest feeling, a feeling like there has got to be more because it began to feel like, you know, that movie Groundhog Day where it was just a repeating pattern, a repeating pattern, a repeating pattern, but nothing new and dynamic was happening. Well, that's kind of where I, I, was and then I told you about the episode with my birthday and the comment from my husband that basically said hey you're boring and I don't even know what you like so how am I supposed to make you happy because you don't even know how to be made happy well (laughs) I'm gonna tell you that changed everything as I said on my last podcast and it was meant to be I was meant to feel that hurt or that crack in the foundation because had he not said anything, I would still be living in Groundhog Day. So always appreciate these things that are what seemingly bad and hurtful on the surface. Trust me, they were divinely ordered. Kind of like if you see a a nice calm lake or a pond in the morning where it's just as calm as can be and beautiful, But if you throw a stone or some kind of big boulder in that pond, it causes ripples. Well, that is the thing that makes the changes. That is what stirs the water up. That's what helps it not collect all the algae on the top and collect the moss around the sides. It needs movement. And so such is the same with our lives. We need movement. We need something to throw a boulder in the middle of our lives. And that's basically what happened there. So the next two years after that is kind of a combination of of steps of discovery. In fact, I'm still on that, that whole trek of discovery. But what I first did was I really had to take stock of who who was I? What do I actually like besides being a mom and besides being a kid mom, a a spectator of their sports, literally, quite literally, um, always going to their events and watching them perform. But no one was ever coming to any events or watching me 
live at my highest level or they had no idea what I was even good at because there was nobody there to to watch that or to even be witness to anything I was doing because I wasn't doing anything other than the typical things that a mom would do. I participated in PTO stuff, things at school, um, helped with their teams and all of that kind of stuff. But really, life is a lot more granular than that. There, there's We're very complicated as humans, and there's so many parts of us that we don't even pay attention to. We just live on rote. We just you know press the button and we go. And, and that can get really stale if you aren't careful or if you aren't aware of it. So the first thing I did, as I said, was just go back and try to figure out what it is that I liked. And in the process of doing that, one of the things that I, you know, really was aware that I liked to do but hadn't been doing it was, well, (laughs) dance. So, and I don't mean necessarily like going out dancing with, you know, your friends at a club or whatever. I did like that too as well. But I mean as something as a creative outlet. Of course, I like being with my friends and that was another outlet to be more intentional about making time for me to do what I want to go out with my friends instead of always going, oh, I should be at this thing for my kids or I should stay home because they aren't doing anything tonight so I should stay home with them. Again, always the martyr, always the saint, having to, you know, put everyone else first but never myself. I did that to myself. No one asked me to do that, so I'm not blaming anybody for that. I'm blaming me going back. And it's not even necessarily blaming as much as it just sucks your soul out a little bit after a while without you even realizing it. It's very insidious, actually. But so dance was something that the first thing that I could arrive at anyway, I guess you can say, that was kind of a... A creative outlet for me so I said okay not only do I want to do like a Zumba class which I did I pursued Zumba which I love to do but you know it's exercise fitness it's not a great deal of technicality it's not necessarily artistry but it's really fun and it's you know great exercise but that's not exactly hitting the bill of trying to drill down and find out who I really am and who I really was. So I decided I was going to go out on a limb and what I thought very embarrass myself, the very high probability that I would embarrass myself, I should say, I decided to sign up for an adult um, ballet class. Yes. So let's see. The last time I had done ballet, um, I was probably eight years old, maybe not. No, no, no. Probably about 10 years old. So There was a lot about technical issues with ballet that I didn't know. And as you know, ballet is a very highly technical, beautiful dance form. And I love it. I love to watch it. Um, But I just really thought, okay, I'm going to try that and really embarrass myself. And that was a huge step for me for a couple reasons. Because remember, when you live in this feedback loop of, oh, I'm just hiding from reality because I'm really not good at anything and oh, I'm going to embarrass myself and people are looking at me. Well, the reality is no one's really even paying any attention to what I'm doing. But in this warped 
part of our lives or of our subconscious we believe that the spotlight is always on us and that everyone's judging us and oh my gosh this is so embarrassing I'm going to look like a clown out here but I decided as part of my therapy that I was going to say I do not care even if they are staring at me even if they are judging me I do not care. That was part of it, you see. So that's why Zumba wasn't as big of a jump for me because there's lots of people of the full spectrum shows up at a Zumba class. Anybody and everybody, every size, every possibility, fitness level, everyone shows up at Zumba. But not that same demographic will show up to a ballet class. There's usually people who had some sort of a foundation in ballet. And I wouldn't exactly call my foundation a strong foundation, but that's what it was. So it's what ballet represented for me. It's highly technical. So anyway, I did do it and I showed up and yeah, I didn't know what I was doing most of the time, but the key is, is that I kept trying and I kept working and the more I got involved in it, the more I loved it. And there was just like this spark inside of me that felt very free, like, I don't know, I was really um, in touch with some part of myself that I had not even known was there, or a need was being filled that I wasn't even aware that I had, and that's when things really started to get deeper, and I understood that there was way more to this than just, well, I'll show you, I'm not boring, I'm going to go and do something fun, and look at me, how cool I am, you know, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't that, I, it had to be deeper than that, it had to um, be more really just about me, so that was one step that I took as I did something that I thought was really way out of my comfort zone, way out of the box, was doing this ballet class. And then also just being more intentional about um, doing things that I wanted to do regardless, regardless of anybody else's schedules, um, covering like, oh, well, somebody needs a ride here and I can't do this because they've got to go there. No, 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 no longer was I making that the priority. The priority was my sanity and the priority was my whole personhood and and making me feel like I'm living a fuller life. So as you see, some of these changes I was making were more changes inside of me. It's not like you were going to look at my life and go, wow, she's really transformed. Or anybody who knew me really wasn't even going to know that this transformation was taking place because it wasn't real obvious on the outside, but what was happening on the inside was very obvious. It was like a firestorm going on inside of me because it was a combination of lamenting wasted time. Okay. So lamenting, not feeding that other person inside of me, almost like that person was starved in a corner somewhere and I'm trying to resuscitate her. Um, so it was that, it was some of the, I'll show you I'm not boring, of course, towards, you know, you know, my husband, <laughs> of course. Um, but that was just because I, I, I needed that catalyst. Sometimes you need that fuel for your fire. You need to feel like you're proving something. But also, I needed to prove something to myself that I am more than just this taxi driver and and maid and um, live-in cook of what 
my life had been boiled down to ultimately it felt like it needed to be more than that so then I was also making um, more plans and putting my things that I wanted to do wine tastings and things like this with friends and not with my family not with my husband but with a group more a bigger nucleus of people as opposed to just me hiding with my kids and me and then my husband. It had to be bigger. I had to um, enlarge my borders, you know, in order for it to to seem impactful and, and real, right? So I really had to focus on that. So that is how I initially started the changes, Okay, so I continued on with finding new other things that I wanted to try. Um, Photography. So I did take a class on photography and tried to really uncork those creative outlets for me that have always been inside me, but I really haven't done a whole lot with them. So that was great for a while, and it really did make some great changes and great dynamics within my own life and the dynamic with with my husband because he saw me asserting myself more, and he saw me embracing being the leader instead of the follower and saying, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go here. I want to go there. I have this plan and this is what we're going to do. Telling him what we're going to do instead of me waiting to be told what we're going to do by him. Because again, he's more of a leader naturally than I am. And I think he enjoyed seeing that leadership side of me emerge. And I enjoyed it too. But as with all changes like for instance when people go on diets they they're all hot and heavy on it for a while and I was I was definitely hot and heavy with this new lifestyle but things start to cool off a little bit and life takes over and maybe a more intensive part of um your year comes so like if you have a kid that plays an intense like travel sport or something like that which was the case for me um that schedule takes over because it's really um, very invasive and every weekend it's going here, going there. So that really kind of cramped my uh, newfound freedom and my newfound persona. So how do you sustain the changes, right? Because when you're just making changes, but you're not fundamentally changing your, uh, I don't know, it's your DNA level, your, your subconscious mind or whatever, again, I wasn't aware of any of that stuff just yet, but that's coming up right about now. I um, fell back into old habits where I was deferring and putting everybody else ahead of me. Well, now let's fast forward to about a year and a half ago. Um, I was noticing that I was plateauing again, and I happened to have what I now know was a very ordained conversation with somebody about um, kind of some thought leaders that they were listening to podcasts and um, like, uh, what do you want to call it? Like books and things, books on tape and things that they were listening to, which was a whole different level of thinking about life that I never, ever considered. Or I didn't even not necessarily considered I need to re-say that 
it's something I wasn't even aware of. My awareness had been raised yet again about what life could look like and what life does now look like for me. So there were a couple books out there that are like years and years and years old that I wasn't even aware existed, but um, I was. they were brought to my attention. And so this person was telling me how it has changed their entire life and their entire view on life and brought it up to what she was calling next level thinking. So I kept trying to help or have her help me understand what do you mean by next level thinking? Well, that was opening up Pandora's box. I I mean, I just cannot adequately explain to you what in the world that actually means when I was only living on what I'm seeing, you know, like only embracing what I see around me, not even realizing there's so much more out there that I could know about, that I could think about. And I know this is sounding really confusing. So let me try and drill down and clarify this for you in a really exciting kind of way. So she was telling me about books like, for instance, um, Think and Grow Rich. Okay, so not that everyone has issues with money or anything like this. And it was more than than seeking more money, but it was the thinking part. Okay, and then You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, another one. We'll get to that one. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, these types of things. So after that conversation, I, I could not wait to get home and try to investigate what in the world was this next level thinking? What was she even talking about? Because that was a bigger topic than I had ever bit off. But what it boils down to is limiting beliefs and how we tell the lies that we tell ourselves about what is possible and then what is impossible and what is good and what is bad. Now we're getting over into a spiritual topic, which I have always been spiritually inclined and always been a believer in God and Jesus as the Savior. And that is the beliefs I have always been raised with. And so I had my understanding of what is meant for my life and what I should have and whether money is good or bad or how much is okay and, oh, you should be a martyr and and you should live, you know, meagerly and all of this because that's, in my interpretation, that was what is seen as as being holy or being righteous and, and not being, you know so part of the world and and embracing all that the world has for you and so on and so forth. So all of these limiting beliefs. And again, I know that they are there for a guideline, but the way that I was living them and interpreting them was an entirely different way than I do now. But I w- you could have never talked me into this 
even as much as two years ago that the way I was thinking and processing life was um, was below what it should have been or what I could be living, the life I could be living. I just put myself in a box of what is right and, oh, I should be this, you know, suffering servant type of thing. And I took that role literally and I ran with it. And that was what I was embodying. But let me tell you, the lid has been blown off of that. And that, when I said I will never go back, I think in the first podcast I said that, when I said I would never go back, I am telling you right now, I mean that. I will never go back to that life. And I will tell you on this next podcast exactly what it means to live that next level life and how you make real change, like to the cellular level, not just dietary changes. No, no, no. This is completely different. This is a transformational change that you can never go back to the old construct of what life should be or what life is. So on this next podcast, I will share with you some of the new revelations I have received um, in this life transformation and what I am using out of those revelations to just blossom my life in a way that I never ever could have thought was possible. It's like endless opportunities, endless possibilities. Um, I wake up like psyched, like, yes, I can't wait to get out of bed because it's almost like magic happens every day when maybe you wouldn't even see the magic, but I see it. And it's like the scales fell off my eyes. Um, The road to Damascus experience it is crazy and I am just enjoying the ride so much and I know there's so many out there who have gone through this before me and hopefully I can get some of you on this journey so that you can wake up with a whole new life literally from one night to the next morning your life can change too so stay tuned for the rest of the story and some of the information that I found that was transformational and I will share that with you so thank you for joining and I will talk to you again on the next podcast and let's get this great life of yours on track and you won't believe it. You'll never look back. Thanks.